Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. I'm Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website Quipster.net. I have been doing film reviews for over 20 years now. You can read all of my written work at that website, Quipster.net. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net is where to go. I have over 3,800 film reviews stemming all the way from early classics. I even have a few silent films reviewed there all the way up to the latest releases, and you can check them out anytime. Also, while you're at the website, feel free to write to me. You can find my contact information there, as well as links to my Twitter feed and Facebook page, so you can follow me and know when I post a new review. Today, I'm going to be looking at a film that is from France. It's called Deepan. It's a film that received quite a bit of critical acclaim, especially in its native France, and now is getting a very limited release here in the United States. It's a drama. It's R-rated because it does have some violence language, has scenes of brief sexuality and nudity, and it runs an hour and 55 minutes. Jesu Thassan, Antonithassan, Kaliaswari, Srinivasan, Claudine, Vanasathambi, Vincent Rotier, and other names I have no idea how to pronounce are in this film. The director is Jacques Audiard, who also writes the screenplay along with Thomas Bidegain and Noé Debray. If I got a single one of those names right, I am already ahead of the game. Jacques Audiard, he's an acclaimed filmmaker. He did such films as A Prophet and Rust and Bone. He's directing and co-scripting this pretty insightful drama. It does have some mild thriller elements to it that puts it out of the range of drama for a few scenes anyway. It's about three refugees. They're not related to each other, but they do travel together from the war-torn island nation of Sri Lanka. They find it hard to assimilate to life in their new home in the rough-and-tumble public housing projects of Paris. Deepan is the name of a dead man that the older man of this trio assumes the identity of because it's a family that has passports. So these three are able to escape because they look roughly like the people who are deceased enough to pass anyway. He assumes this new identity of Deepan in order to escape from his life as a rebel fighter on what ends up being pretty much the losing side. He hopes to make a better life in France after the loss of his own family. Along for the ride is a woman who comes from a refugee camp and a nine-year-old orphan who is not related to either of them. And they assume the roles of Deepan's wife and his child. While living in a rundown project in Paris, Deepan takes a job as a building caretaker there in the community, which is a difficult enough occupation without having to worry about the dangerous thugs who are inhabiting the neighborhood at seemingly all hours and controlling the traffic in and out of there. The film, Deepan, it's mostly examining the difficulties of overcoming the great social, economic, cultural, and language barriers that exist for many immigrants to Europe. It does sympathetically draw on peaks into the private lives of these people that many people who live there would consider someone unworthy of a second chance in life, especially if they move into their neighborhood. It does also look at the difficulties of trying to make it as a makeshift family in which there's not that lifelong emotional connection among them. They're forced to coexist as one unit for outside appearances, and then they have to assume those familiar roles, even when in their own apartment behind closed doors to make things work. The film ultimately leaves us wondering if these three might actually become a reality in terms of romantic pairings, 
or in having to raise this child who has emotional needs that her replacement mother and father don't seem interested in fulfilling or even know how. Yalini, Deepan's so-called wife, she ends up in a caretaking job of her own. She caters to the needs of an older man named Mr. Habib, whose apartment seems to be a mini base of operations of sorts for a gang of shifty drug dealers. Yalini soon develops an attraction for one of the heads in the crime ring, Mr. Habib's parolee. I think he's his nephew. I could be wrong about that. Named Rahim. She sees a softer side to this thug that uh, she eventually sees the true nature of eventually, especially when Deepan begins to make an effort to bring some order to the chaos around the neighborhood, around this building. There's also a tertiary story that involves the young daughter of sorts, uh, Ilial, and her difficulties in fitting in, whether it's at school or at home. There's a lot here, and that's why the film is close to two hours. There's, uh, I do have to give some respect to any film, a French film especially, that utilizes so much of the Tamil language. And this is the first French film that is filmed with that as the predominant language, and probably the first I've seen in my lifetime. The casting here is exceptional, especially from the actors that are from Sri Lanka. Actually, the main actress of the film, Srinivasan, is from India, but it, they're all brilliant, and and I do have to especially give kudos to the lead performer, Jesu Thasan, Anthony Thasan. He himself was a soldier when he was younger in the 1980s, and he eventually emigrated to France when he was about... He left Sri Lanka when he was 19. He ended up going to a lot of different countries and eventually ended up in France where he would replace those weapons for writing implements and becoming an author. His life experience here is making up for his lack of experience as an actor. He's only appeared in a film once before in 2011's Sengado, which is a uh, film from India that also features uh, Sri Lankans predominantly. If the film slips at all, it's toward the hurried and what I consider to be an overreaching finale. It turns what had been a very thoughtful and grounded story, at least for the first 90 minutes, into the kind of crime revenge story you once used to see starring such stars as Clint Eastwood, Charles Bronson. Maybe there's a little bit of Taxi Driver in here as well. Usually we see these kinds of movies where people are wearing a cowboy hat. The film gets a little edgy toward the end. There's a chance meeting with a scary escaped Tamil Tigers colonel who doesn't see an end to their violent struggles and wants Deepan to continue to fight or to at least to fund the fight. There are shootouts that break out among the armed ruffians who chaotically control the streets outside. The film seems to go from what had initially been a very low simmer to very high flames for these main characters in a way that makes this last part of the story feel like a very different kind of film than what had come with the air of perceptible authenticity with the 90 minutes before it. While the movie does draw a contrast early that the Sri Lankan refugees have merely jumped out of that frying pan only to find themselves feeling like they're still among the flames, Deepan also makes that jump that ruins so many other films of going from an engrossing film into becoming a traditional movie. However, though it does deflate from the solid dramatic buildup somewhat, I don't think that the left turn that the story eventually takes breaks the film. It's interesting still even if it's not as compelling as what came before. 
there are just too many interesting and engrossing elements that make Deepan as a movie one to watch for those looking for a story of an immigrant that is similar to many stories of those who've escaped dire situations for the chance of a better life elsewhere. But yet, it's so rare to be told with as much rich detail as Jacques Audiard does here. This film won the Palme d'Or at Cannes in 2015. It was nominated for nine César Awards. Three quarters of this film is excellent. The last, I guess, quarter of the film is okay, but not exactly tonally right. I think, I don't mind where it goes. I feel like somehow the way that the film is shot, the way the the tempo, everything about it tends to change. It's a little bit jarring. It doesn't quite work. But I do recommend sticking through the film because there are just too many good qualities to it to ignore. So three and a half stars is what I'm giving D-Pan out of four. Three and a half stars means that I do think that this is a good movie. It's worth going out of your way for. If this seems to be something that sounds very interesting to you, I do recommend it. I think that most people will think that it is time well spent. So D-Pan is three and a half stars on my scale. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. Feel free to click the subscribe button if you haven't done so already. My reviews come out on a mostly daily basis. You know, I try to get to about three to five reviews per week or so. So check your settings to make sure you're not just downloading the most recent one and doing it just once a week or you'll miss most of my reviews. Also, if you've been listening for a while, I do have to reach out to you because I want to encourage you to help out the show and leave a review on iTunes because that definitely will help build the audience for this show that makes it worthwhile for me to continue. Don't forget, you can go to my website and check out any of my older reviews Quipster.net's where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Until next time, thanks everyone. 